On today's show, we have a lot to discuss, including Don Mattingly being snubbed by the Hall of Fame again. The Yankees announced a big re-signing today, but it was not the one people were hoping for. And speaking of that guy, has he been contacted by one of the Yankees' AL East rivals? Plus, a lot of stuff has gone down so far at the winter meetings, and we'll talk about it all. So get ready, because a new Locked On Yankees starts now. You are Locked On Yankees. Your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Monday, Yankee fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Stacey Gonsolias. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. Okay, I said we were going to start doing the players stuff again, but... I didn't expect the winter meetings to have things happen, so I'm going to stop teasing, or at least stop saying I'm going to do things, because stuff comes up, and my plans change. So obviously I'm not going to talk about, well, okay, wait, no, let me rewind that. I am not going to talk in depth about Isaiah Kiner-Falefa and Josh Donaldson today like I expected to, but they will be mentioned. There's a tease for you. So, happy Monday. It's December 5th. The winter meetings are underway and lots of stuff going on. The contemporary era, I love saying that word, era committee put Fred McGriff into the Hall of Fame. Fred McGriff probably should have been in the Hall of Fame already. He should have gotten in the regular way by being voted in by the writers and not having to have this committee do it. But... Alas, this is how it happened. So McGriff was the only one of the eight players on the contemporary era ballot to make the cut. It was announced on Sunday. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Kurt Schilling fell short of the 12 votes needed for induction. McGriff got all 16. So all 16 people on the committee voted for him. Don Mattingly was the next guy. He got eight. Schilling got seven. Dale Murphy got six. And fewer than four votes each went to Albert Bell, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Rafael Palmero. Not surprising. Hypocritical, but not surprising. McGriff spent the maximum 10 years on the BBWA Hall of Fame ballot from 2010 to 2019. He topped out at 39.8% of the vote. As you know, 75% is needed. And, I mean, he was a pretty good player. I know he played for a lot of different teams. He played for six teams. Rays, Blue Jays, Cubs, Devil Rays twice. Dodgers, Padres. But he's a career 284 hitter. 377 on base. 509 slugging. Nice numbers for him. And good for the crime dog getting in to Cooperstown. He just missed 500 home runs. He was a 493. He averaged 149 games a year from 1988 to 2002. And you know what? It's possible that he would have gotten to 500 if not for the strike in 94, 95. So strike, log out, you know. Oh, 
But the rest of them. I wasn't expecting Mattingly to get in. And I'm actually happy that he had more votes than Kurt Schilling. That's the Yankee fan in me. I can't help it. But I'm laughing about the fact that the uh, PED guys all got fewer than four each. Although I don't think Albert Bell has ties to PEDs, does he? He's not one of the names that they normally mention. You know, obviously Clemens and Bonds, yes. And Rafael Palmero famously pointed his finger at Congress and said, I don't do steroids. And then he got popped how many months later? It was literally the same season, wasn't it? Right? The Congress... The congressional hearings were in 05, and he got popped in 05. I was in Tampa for those meetings. I was watching them on TV when I was in Tampa for spring training in March of 05. So, yeah. Um, the thing that bothers me about the Hall of Fame, and people will come after me for this, and I don't care, come after me. The thing that bothers me about the sanctimonious attitude of certain writers and baseball figures when it comes to Bonds and Clemens is that you all have voted people into the Hall of Fame who were tied to steroids without any issues, without any issues. You had no issue putting David Ortiz in the Hall of Fame, Bud Selig's in the Hall of Fame. He was an enabler. He didn't care until Congress got involved. And I know everyone's going to say, oh, well, Ortiz was on that list and we're not really sure about the list and it wasn't even supposed to get out and this and that. You don't think that a man who threw an entire bat rack onto the field in Anaheim, you think that's just normal anger? Or the man who destroyed a bullpen phone in Camden Yards, that was just normal anger? You think Roger Clemens was just fired up during that game when he threw a bat at... <laughs> piazza no but you can't pick and choose that's what drives me crazy there are guys in the hall of fame currently who took stuff just put them all in if you need to put an asterisk next to their name then do it the steroid era happened it's a part of baseball history the hall of fame is a baseball museum it shows the history of major league baseball put these guys in already Get off your sanctimonious high horses and put these guys in for the love of God. Bonds is better than most of the guys on that ballot himself, like by himself. And all those guys put together aren't as good as Barry Bonds. Why am I yelling? Every year I say I'm not going to get mad about the Hall of Fame stuff. And every year I find something to get upset about. Every damn year. Okay. So, Mattingly didn't make it. That's a bummer. I was kind of hoping he would just because, and I mentioned this on a show uh, a couple of months ago, that my favorite band of all time finally made the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Duran Duran. And it would have been amazing if my favorite Yankee of all time made the Baseball Hall of Fame, but that didn't happen. So, all right, one for two is not a bad average, right? Right. So, in a moment, we're going to talk about Justin Verlander going to the Mets. And you're probably wondering, what does this have to do with the Yankees, Stacy? Oh, it has a lot to do with the Yankees, but not in the way you think. Not in the way you think. We're going to discuss it in a moment. But first, 
Bet Online is your number one source for sports, betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. If you want to bet on who Aaron Judge is going to, the Giants are ahead of the Yankees in the odds. But there's a mystery team that has emerged. We're going to talk about it later in the show. So if you want to go to bet online and bet on where you think Aaron Judge is going, go ahead. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Now, speaking of the biggest stories of the day, um, I would assume that... What I'm about to talk about is the biggest story of the day, and that would be Justin Verlander going to the Mets for two years, $86 million. That is a nice payday. And there's an option for a third year, 2025, $35 million. The man is 40 years old. Good for you, sir. Good for you. Now, what does this have to do with the Yankees? Oh, plenty. I know a lot of you are not as online as I am, and I'm really trying not to be as online as I've been in the past, oh, I don't know, 12 years. It's hard to break away from certain things. But the reaction to the Mets getting Verlander was exactly what you think it would be from Yankee fans. Some Yankee fans, a subset of Yankee fans that cannot let go of the, if George were alive, he would have gone after Verlander. Shtick. Okay. George Steinbrenner died in 2010. We're in 2022. We're less than a month away from 2023. At this point, it's almost 13 years since the man died. Okay, we're almost at bar mitzvah point right now. Can we stop doing this? Because I feel like, and anyone else in Generation X, let me know if you feel this way. I feel like our generation specifically, there's some sort of odd revisionist history going on when it comes to George Steinbrenner. Yes, he spent money. Did he spend it wisely? Not always. Also, would the Yankees dynasty have happened if he didn't get suspended in 1990 for two seasons? Probably not. Why do people misremember this? <laughs> if George Steinbrenner are around, do you know how many dynasty members would have been traded? I mean, he tried to trade some of them when he came back and they had to talk him out of doing it. So this whole, oh, if George were alive, he would have gone after Verlander. Sure. But he's not. He's not. And he hasn't been for a really long time. So can we please stop doing that? And I mean, yeah, he's coming off a of Cy Young. He was incredible this past season, coming off Tommy John surgery at nearly 40 years old. Don't know how he did it. 
Don't know how he did it. Don't know if he made a deal with the devil or what. But I don't know. Something about giving a pitcher $43 million a year after 40 kind of scares me. And no offense, but it's the Mets. We've seen what happens when some guys go to the Mets and we've seen what the training staff has done and, you know, weird injuries happening. And I mean, good for them having an owner who goes out and gets what he wants. Now, the reason they got Verlander is because Jacob deGrom went to the Rangers on Saturday, which was kind of shocking. I would say that was kind of shocking. Also shocking, the deal that Jacob deGrom got. The deals that people are getting so far in free agency are uh, scary. I would say scary. Yeah. I mean, yes, Justin Verlander's great, but $43 million. Two years. 43 each. And then that option for 35 in going into his age 43 season. That's insane. And then DeGrom got a five-year, $185 million deal from the Texas Rangers. And he's 34. Oh, and I forgot to mention, today, this happened, when did this happen? In the middle of the afternoon, the Phillies signed Trey Turner to an 11-year, $300 million deal. Now you're thinking to yourself, okay, it's not a crazy thing because we've seen deals like that happen. He's turning 30 in July. <laughs> He's not 25. He's turning 30 in July. And they're giving him an 11 year, I almost said 11 million, 11 year deal. This makes me very scared for the Aaron Judge stuff. It makes me, oh. My anxiety is percolating, okay? Because I feel like the Yankees are going to blow this. I feel like the Giants are going to come out and be like, hey, here's 350. Nine years, take it. And the Yankees are going to think to themselves, well, we offered eight, 300 million, eight years. That's our top offer. And then Judge is going to be like, see ya. And I know Yankee fans keep saying, well, the back end of that deal is going to look awful. A lot of deals look awful at the back end. That's what happens because guys get old. You're really paying for the front end of the deal and whatever they can get you in the front end of the deal. That's how it goes. But this scares me. These numbers that I'm seeing scare me a lot. And I also feel like, and we'll talk about this in segment three, something had come out and I can't remember who wrote it and I had it here and then I lost it. One of the beat writers, or maybe it was one of the national writers who said that Hal's doing everything he can to keep Judge, but Cashman isn't. And they just re-signed Cashman to a deal, which we'll talk about in segment three. But first... 
At Locked On Yankees, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On Yankees listeners 40% off a new security system. But don't put this off. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report for the third year in a row they won that award. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get higher priority police response. Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real. So if a raccoon walks by your window, you won't be alerted. <laughs> and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 24-7 professional monitoring service that costs under a dollar a day, less than half the price of traditional home security systems. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, you can stay in control of your system, arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust system settings anytime, anywhere from your phone. How cool is that? So don't miss your chance to save big on our favorite home security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. Do that today. SimplySafe.com slash locked on MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. You know what would make me feel safe? Having Aaron Judge back on the Yankees. That would make me feel safe. <laughs> so Brian Cashman gets a new deal. And the thing that made everyone laugh was the Yankees sent out a graphic with Cashman's face saying resigned. The extension goes through the 2026 season. So he will continue being the club's senior vice president and general manager. The contract terms were not disclosed, so we don't know what he's getting. But yeah, um, ugh, I don't know how to feel about this. It's not surprising that the Yankees re-upped Cashman. Where was he going to go? Where was he going to go? He's basically, they're going to bury him in Yankee Stadium at this point. I mean, you know, hopefully not anytime soon. He's only 55. But it feels like they're going to bury him at some point. He'll have a crypt at Yankee Stadium because he's never going to leave. He's been with the Yankees since he was in college, since he was an intern in 1986. I've mentioned this on other shows. I turned 12 in 1986. That's when Brian Cashman first went to the Yankees as an intern in college. So... It's a long time that he's been with the Yankees. And a lot of people were talking about it on social media. The fact that that one deal he made before the season started that allowed the Minnesota Twins to get Carlos Correa. And the Yankees got Isaiah Kiner-Falefa and Josh Donaldson and Ben Rortbet, who we didn't even get to see. And how Josh Donaldson and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa were big contributors to the Yankees' horrible performance against the Houston Astros in the ALCS. And Cashman's rewarded with a four-year deal. But again, where would he have gone? And who would the Yankees have gotten to replace him? 
It's nice to have that kind of job security, isn't it? And I know a lot of people are going to say, but they made the ALCS. I know, but they were embarrassed in the ALCS. And those two guys were big contributors as to why they were swept away in the ALCS. Josh Donaldson forgot how to swing a bat. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa just couldn't play shortstop. Yeah, good job, Cashman. But this report that I saw, or this tweet that I saw, and I can't remember who did it. I thought I bookmarked it, but I did not. The fact that Hal is trying to do everything he can to keep Judge, but Cashman is kind of pushing back on that, that really scares me. I don't like it at all. Then there's a report that there's a mystery team. And it's not the Dodgers. Apparently, the Red Sox got in touch with Aaron Judge. Aaron James Judge. If you go to the Giants, I will understand it. You're from Northern California. Maybe you want to be closer to your family. Maybe they will offer you more money and you just want to have that security. I get it. But if you go to the Boston Red Sox... If you thought the booing you heard during the playoffs was bad, <sighs> and I won't begrudge fans for booing you if you go to the Red Sox. I won't be happy if they boo you because you went to the Giants, though. But, and again, won't that be interesting? The, the Yankees and the Giants open up against each other with this new scheduling that we're going to have where the Yankees don't have to play the Red Sox 19 times a year or the Blue Jays or the Orioles or the Rays. And they get to play everyone. And they open the season against the Giants. Oh, what a dramatic opening series that will be if Aaron Judge goes to San Francisco. But I could accept that more than I could accept him ever going to the Red Sox. Ugh, let's not put that into the universe. <laughs> let's not. Let's not put that into the universe. Now, the rumors are that Judge could make a decision on Wednesday. John Morosi was saying that from MLB Network. And that gives us a whole day. No, actually, almost two whole days, really, because you know it's not going to be right away on Wednesday when that announcement is made. So we're going to have two almost full days to be nervous wrecks about this. And I know some people are playing it off as if they're not nervous about this, but you can admit it, you're nervous. You're nervous. I, this is not going to be fun for us at all. This is going to be like the LeBron decision when he went to Miami. How long ago was that already? That was also 12 years ago, right? Yeah. So, uh, whew. Aaron judges at Monday Night Football right now. I'm recording this at almost 9 p.m. on Monday. And, uh, yeah, he's wearing Mike Evans' jersey because Evans wore Judge's jersey when Judge was chasing 62. So, of course, people are reading too much into that as well. People are reading too much into everything. Judge also started blocking people from Yankees Twitter 
He didn't block me yet, but I don't really interact with him. So I don't think he would even know who I was because I don't, I actually don't really follow Yankee players on my personal account. We follow them on the Locked on Yankees account. But yeah, he ended up blocking a bunch of people from Yankees Twitter. And of course, everyone's reading into that. They're reading into the people he doesn't follow anymore on Instagram. Apparently, he never followed the Yankees. People were saying that because something came out the other day where people were thinking he unfollowed the Yankees. But a lot of people were saying he never really followed the Yankees, which is kind of odd. Why wouldn't you follow the team you're on? That's odd, right? Let me know what you think about that. So, Don Mattingly doesn't make the Hall of Fame again, but Fred McGriff does. Justin Verlander goes to the Mets, $43 million a year. People keep bringing up George Steinbrenner, as usual. I mean, sure, he would have signed. Actually, George Steinbrenner would have gotten Verlander in 2017, when the Yankees should have gotten him. But mm, let's not bring up that crappy year again. And... Brian Cashman resigns for four years. So we're stuck with him till 2026. And uh, yeah, we're waiting on Aaron Judge's big decision. And it probably won't be made for another two days. So we have to sit tight and just meditate. Zen baseball. Just deep inhales. Exhale, inhale through your nose, exhale through your mouth, maybe make noise. I sometimes do that when I meditate. So yeah, we'll just practice Zen baseball and uh, not worry about the Aaron Judge thing until Wednesday. Yeah, let's do that. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you, you can subscribe to us on every podcasting platform available. Seriously. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button to like our videos, comment on YouTube, and click the bell so you know when our videos go live. And once again, I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, Please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans and fellow baseball fans. We've had Red Sox fans say that we enjoy this show. We'd really appreciate it. So enjoy your Monday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.